G'day, hey gal. Uh, welcome to episode number 24 of the Average Man Podcast. Uh, don't call me white. Um, let in there by no effects and I'll get to that in a, in a little while while we've used that song and while I've titled this podcast that um, today. But first of all, I'd like to do all my shout outs, man, as usual. So um, this week, first and foremost, uh, the shout, my shout-out goes to Two-Way Hire Services. Two-Way Hire Services are your family-owned and operated two-way radio supplier. They ship throughout WA free of charge, so whether you need a portable handheld radio, CB radio for your vehicle or, an, or antenna, Two-Way Hire Services will keep you connected. Find them on Facebook or at www.twhs.com.au. Um, as I spoke about on the last podcast I did, Ross um, from Two Way Hire Services has very, very, very kindly hooked me up with a uh, um, CB radio and antenna um, for our rig, and he's now the number one official sponsor for the Average Man podcast. So more than just, just absolutely over the moon with his support and, and with that sponsorship, man. And um, yeah, uh, if you guys do need anything in the way of Two Way Hire Services, definitely get out, get on there and, and check Ross out and, and have a yarn to him. And um, yeah, thanks again for your support. Mate, so the uh, other shout outs this week go to, to PPC Productions, um, the uh, audio visual specialists up here in the Pilbara, and I probably need to get hold of Brad Holder from P, um, PPC Productions uh, pretty soon. And um, yeah, see if he wants to come back on and have a yarn, and because um, uh, I believe his um, film clip for his Cinderella Girl would have just dropped pretty recently. Or it may have dropped recently, or will be dropping pretty soon. So I know he's going to be keen to talk about that, and um, yeah, have a yarn. So I'll get him back on here as well. As PCC Productions audiovisual specialist in, in up here in the in um, the Pilbara, and also as usual, shout out to Spearfishing. Shout out to those boys. Get on there, check them out on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. Uh, also like to shout out to Captured by Carlos, local photographer um, and Average Man uh, podcast alumni. We're we'll getting him back on in the coming weeks or so. We tried to tee something up just before the Chrissy break, but it was a bit rushed and couldn't make it happen. So I'll, I'll get hold of him uh, over the next few days and, and have a yarn and set something up to have a chat with him and see what he's up to because I know he's been pretty busy, pretty pretty busy boy. Um, and also shout out to Samat Carpentry and Construction. The lads have been keeping me busy over the last six weeks. Um, I will be returning to my original company um, as of Tuesday, but um, yes, yeah, so thanks heaps uh, to the boys from Samat, and, and if you really wanted a quality job done, mate, like get hold of uh, Matt or Sam from Samat, and um, get it to come and give you a quote, man, because they, they do quality work, they're good guys, they do what they say they're going to do, they're very time efficient, and um, yeah, they really care about their reputation and, um, and word of mouth and what people say about their work, so you know you're going to get a good product from those guys. So that's all my shout-outs done. 
Um, well, good day. It is Sunday the 13th of 2019. First one for the year, man. So tried to get in there and get one done with a mate of mine. Um, the Friday just gone, so Friday the 4th. But just, yeah, timing, everything was a little bit hectic down there in Perth and, and couldn't make it happen, man. So I'm still working on that, possibly getting that done tomorrow, which I'll talk about a little bit more in a minute. But, um, yeah, I, I thought I'd jump up here in my, my little lookout spot and um, do a podcast today anyway. First one for the year, just to make sure if things fall apart again with um, getting one done with Trizzo tomorrow. At least I've got one in the bag for this week and I'm keeping that consistency rolling on man so yeah Sunday the 13th 2019 and I'm having a pretty shit Sunday actually and um, I mean that literally because I'm actually having a good Sunday if you mean uh, metaphorically speaking um, loving the loving the sun loving being off work with the kids we went down the beach this morning took the dogs down it's nice and hot 40 bloody degrees when we went down there at 10:30, so it's about 42 degrees now I think but um yeah, we took the little low-lying deck chairs down, sat them in the water, threw the ball for the dog. Kids splashed around. Everyone had a ball, mate. So that was pretty awesome. Um, really enjoying the day off. But um, it was shit because um, my daughter, all day yesterday, was just dropping her guts, man. Just stinking. Just foul, foul smell coming from her. I think, man, she needs, really needs to get this out. But there was, um, there was a, it was a no-show on on, in the nappy department there all day yesterday. And then uh, earlier on today, after we'd been to the beach, she was cruising around, had a nappy off because we you know, we're trying to toilet train at the moment. So you got to let her rock around in just knickers or whatever and deal with the little accidents as they happen, mostly just urine, just weeing on the spot sort of thing as they happen, but trying to encourage her to get on the potty and do her business there. And... Um, yeah, she comes out to me holding a nappy, going, nappy, dad, nappy. I thought, this is it. She must want to do a poo or something, so she's like trying to put the nappy on. So I sat her on the potty, um, trying to get her to, to do, do the business on the potty, and then I noticed it was a bit like, there was a bit of poo smeared on, around her, around her, um, you know, her bum and everything. I was like, oh, what? That's weird. Like, you know, I haven't, like, I didn't think she'd done a poo yet. And I went and checked around the house. There was no couldn't see any evidence of poo, so whatever, she wasn't going, so I got her off the nap, off the toilet, chucked the nappy back on, um, gave her a bit of a wipe down, chucked the nappy back on, and then she started cruising off, and then she comes up and points to something in the in the um, hallway, look, Daddy Poo, I was like, oh no, it was like a tiny little little nugget on the ground, like just tiny, I, I would have missed it, it looked like a piece of food or something, I like, picked it up, thought, oh man, so she has done a poo somewhere, like a little bit of a poo, but I searched the house, scoured it, couldn't find anything anywhere else, so it must have just been this little nugget that she was, did before she... And then maybe ran off and got a nappy and, and, and didn't want to do it without the nappy on or something, you know, so she hit the brakes. So I got her nappy on and sure enough she went ran off and did a bit of a poo somewhere and we cleaned all that up and there was no drama. Then I was making lunch and sitting there eating my lunch in the kitchen and, and Ems goes, what's that on your, on your side? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? She goes, is that poo? I looked down, man, and sure enough, I hadn't thought about it, but when I took Heidi to the toilet, I carried her on my hip and there's a skin mark down my down the side, man, just under my ribs. I'm like, oh, no. I was halfway through it in my lunch. I'm like, what do I do? And I was like, get out of here. Get out of here. I can't look at you. You've got a skin mark down the side of you. So <laughs> I had this horrible skin mark down the side of me. I had to bail out of my lunch halfway through. It was just, just fucking terrible, mate. So that's why I've had a shit Sunday. Because um, I got my daughter shit smeared on me. I was, I was a human skin mark, man. It was just fucking horrific. And that's the kind of crap, literally, kind of crap you got to put up with when you have kids sometimes. So, um, not the best way to start a podcast off, but you know, I got to be honest, mate, and and and, uh, and throw it out there. That's 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 
how my day started. Well, it's a my afternoon start anyway. That that shit happened. So, um, besides that though, um, let me have a quick sip of water. A little bit of a dry mouth there going on, guys. Um, besides that, I've had a pretty pretty good week, a big week. It was the first week back at work. Uh, we drove back into town last, left last Saturday, the fifth. Got back in about lunchtime Sunday. Good 21 hours or something in the car. And, um, yeah, I went back to work on the Tuesday, man, and she was hot, real hot, digging a big hole. Had to dig three one-metre-by-one-metre footings out for um, a patio I was building, we were building, and, um, man, digging the holes, pushing the wheelbarrows, it was just sapping the energy, just dripping sweat. Like, Headland wasn't hot, really, before when we left town. Um, I got back into town March last year, so I missed most of the real stinkers, and then I haven't had a summer like this for three years or something. They just kicked the shit out of me, man, and um, I nearly dropped, eh, to be honest, and I've never been that close at work to, to sort of dropping or, or from the heat in general. Like, I've been there where you feel woozy and a bit dizzy and you have a drink with some electrolytes and sit down for 10 minutes in the shade and, and, and you come good. Well, I always have. I've always come good, man. But every time I sit down to rest, you know, do like dig out one barrow full, full of dirt and push that out and tip it. I was like, oh, I need a 10 minute break, man, <laughs> which is ridiculous. And sitting down, drinking cool water, you know, not freezing, but cool, cool water with electrolytes in it, in the shade, and just the energy just wasn't coming back, man. And every sort of barrel or two that we did, the levels were getting lower and lower and lower. And we knocked off at about two o'clock, man, and, and I didn't have anything else in me. Got home, I feel like I was swerving a little bit while I was driving home. Got home, sat in the shower for like 15 minutes trying to cool off, and then, and then I spent about three hours on the couch, man, in the aircon, just, just taking in water and electrolytes and shit, and it was just absolutely knackered man so yeah Headland kicked my ass the first day back and um, I was nearly that guy if I had to do a full day I would have been that guy that, that drops and goes to the hospital so um, Wednesday wasn't as bad I was a bit more prepared with the electrolytes and the cold water and um, Thursday Friday Saturday I worked Saturday as well and, and you know they were all hot stinkers but I kind of acclimatised a little bit and got and um, got better as the as the days went on, man. But yeah, pretty pretty funny. And you definitely know you're back in Headland and you're back at work when you get your ass kicked like that. So yeah, the summer's definitely hit here now, and it's just been humid as well, man. Like I take a towel to work this time of year, so I'm just leaking, leaking, leaking out the face constantly, and just got a towel just because it's dripping into your sunnies, and there's nothing dry on you. You can't wipe your face or your sunnies with anything because your clothes are just completely soaked through. So yeah, just getting used to all that shit again, man, and um, yeah, Headlanders are like, yeah man, no shit, but yeah, it's been a few years for me since I've had one of these summers, so just getting back in the swing of, um, yeah, just just how hot it is, and, and leaking profusely like that, man, and staying on top of it with your electrolytes and all that kind of shit, so. Um, yeah, first week back, and yeah, I am pretty much back into my, my routine, but I've got to fly back down, um, back down to Perth uh, tomorrow. So that's for a funeral. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> the day after Boxing Day, um, we were at our friend's house, Rosie and Rafe, and I got a text saying that an old friend of mine had um, passed away, had died. Um, a young guy, man. He's only 34. Uh, and so that had happened just the night before I recorded the last podcast with Rafe. Um, I didn't know what to do with the information or anything at that time didn't mention it on that podcast um, 
Yeah, and I, and I did plan on and going into a little bit more detail with Trizo when we caught up, but obviously I haven't caught up with him yet, and, and I'm still hoping to maybe have a chat about that with him tomorrow when I catch up, but because he knew the guy as well. Um, but yeah, I didn't know what to do with it at the time, man, and and I le- at least need to at least mention it um, on the podcast because it's been a pretty big uh, event, man. Like, um, yeah, so. I'm not going to dwell on it too much right now. I do have a few little words to say a bit further down in the podcast anyway about that. But that's why I'm flying back down for the funeral tomorrow. There was a the original dates were going to be Tuesday and Wednesday because there's a there was a viewing on Friday that I missed just yeah two days ago, um, like a closed ca- casket viewing, and um, everyone had the chance to go in there and and um, r- write a message on the on the white coffin, white casket. So um, I didn't get to do that. Um, going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, I was going to go down and be able to do both of those things and then fly back up. It would have been even more crazy, obviously getting back in town on Sunday, then being here for one day and flying out again on the Tuesday, but um, the things got moved to this Friday and then the Monday, so I will fly down for the funeral tomorrow. Um, yeah, I can go get some closure and pay my respects, man. And um, But yeah, like I said, I've got a few words to say about that a little bit later. Um... Yeah, I'm hoping to do a podcast with Tristan while I'm in town, Rizzo, and get his story from his, his adventures in, in the US. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I still don't know what's happening after this funeral and everything like that, so I, I don't want to um, miss the opportunity to get another podcast pumped out. I thought I'd come up here and just, I've got a lot of things to just recap on my own anyway, so I thought I'd come in here and just, and just um, shoot this one out now, and then hopefully I can double up and, and hit up Trizzo tomorrow night. That'd be great, because I haven't seen him in a few years anyway, so really looking forward to catching up with my brother from another mother. But yeah, I mean, with that last week we had, so I was supposed to catch up with Trizzo any day from like the 1st of January up to the 5th of somewhere between the 1st and the 4th of January I was supposed to catch up with him but he was working so I only had afternoons and then like had to time with things like what I was doing during the day and what I was doing during the afternoon I had been sort of having a few beers here and there so I couldn't just drive up in the middle of the you know at 4 or 5 in the afternoon if I'd had a few beers and then I was doing things with Ems doing things with the kids like just yeah and we were tired and run down as well so it was hard to hard to bloody plan that and we got wrapped up in the whirlwind of Perth that um, anyone who lives up I mean, anyone who lives probably anywhere rural, especially people who live up here in Port Hedland or, you know, Broomcraft or wherever you are, and people go back down to Perth to visit relatives, man, like, we get so used to the uh, relaxed country country or rural life up here, and um, it's one of the things people love about it, the change of pace, and everyone knows that trap, you go back down to Perth and you've got to see this person and that person, you're busy and there's traffic everywhere and you're rushing around, everything takes longer to get to than you thought it did, and, and then you know you, you get stung like that once and you're normally like, nah, next time we're going down with the plan, we're doing this, this, this and this, and that's it. And um, we kind of didn't have that plan this time, it's been years since we've lived in Headland and spent two weeks or whatever it is down, down in Perth, so we kind of got caught up in that for the last five or six days and it was, it was busy, 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 busy every day and um, just getting run down, kids getting tired, staying up late drinking, getting up early and just burn that candle man and then the big drive home, um, yeah on the Saturday left like 3, 3.30 in the Arvo, drove straight through the night, rocked up home about 12 or 1 o'clock or something on the Sunday, so it was like 21 hours in the car, you know, basically non-stop, so just a lot of, it was a big week, man, a lot of work going into it, and, and really has taken me this week in the heat and shit, get my ass kicked to, to kind of recover and get back into the swing of things, and yeah, I'm feeling good, man, I'm feeling good, like I can start getting back to my routine, start making money again now, and, and yeah, 
holidays are awesome, but if you if you are down in Perth and you're living a hectic schedule, man, they're kind of um, you do need a bit of time afterwards to to resettle and recalibrate. But um, no, we had a good time, man. Um, did a few dinners out. Uh, Emma and I did a few dinners out together. Um, notably, we went to Oscars, went to an Italian restaurant before we went to a movie. Um, we went to watch um, Bohemian Rhapsody, which fucking was brilliant, man. I give it like a nine out of ten. Bloody, bloody brilliant movie. Um, I know a lot of people had a problem with it because they, they say that they left out a, a bit of the darker side of Freddie's per, uh, personality and some of the stuff, you know, concerning young boys and sexual, you know, sort of um, yeah, adventures that he that he went on. But uh, it's a small price to pay for a really well done film. I think the acting was great, especially the the lead guy whose name I can't remember off the top of my head now. Um, and the recreation for me, the recreation of of the um, the the live events, um, and most notably like the the closing scene is kind of um, the Wembley live at Wembley concert that um, that they guys played for a Live Aid, um, yeah, like so uh, Live Aid. I think it was in like 1989 or something like that, maybe. And um, it was one of those like. Uh, events organised by I think Bob Geldof and a crew of other people, and they get all these huge names from around the you know r- around the world, around the rock um, world to to go to to gather somewhere and, and play a, t- a concert for charity. Uh, it was called Live Aid. It was at Wembley Stadium in in England, and um, which holds us a ridiculous amount of people. Um, and just I've watched that concert so many times on on YouTube over the past few few, few years and I just love that concert the way there was no um, glitz and glam it was a daytime show there was no lighting and things like that stage production it was just a stage with the band playing you know in the middle of the afternoon um, they weren't the main act or anything like that and they just stole the show man and they recreated that song for song like scene for scene just brilliantly it was so cool to watch something that I've watched on YouTube like an old concert so many times over done on the big screen and, and really did a good job of it and I think they did the, the good a good job of telling that story all the way through maybe um, something like the for a band's career it would be better off doing like a uh, a TV series because you know you miss so many of the um, seminal moments of the band's history and career because they got to cover like a whatever twenty year career or something in a, in a you know two and a half hour movie two hour movie. So I'd love to see something like that done as a TV series, you know, like and you can really take your time developing the characters and, and uh, their relationships and building up the the uh, momentum behind the band and things like that. But for a movie, man, it, uh, really, really good. Really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, stayed awake the whole time, which was good because we normally go... I'm a night. I'm, I'm, I'm a morning person. I mean, not not a night owl, man. I fall asleep at night time. So we, we usually do the movie first and then go to dinner afterwards and then you can drink and stuff like that and have a bit of a... Um, bit of a carry on afterwards but if I go out and have a drink beforehand and then got to sit through a two hour movie there's a possibility I could fall asleep but it didn't happen we snuck a bottle of wine in with us shh don't tell anybody in them sandbag and um, drank a bottle of wine while we were in there as well and um, yeah had a rad time man really really enjoyed that movie um, what else did we do yeah yeah had some other good feeds around town I think that's probably the, the probably the standout one while we were while we were out um, did another one before Chrissy at um, Japanese restaurant that we like, these at these authentic Japanese. But I was I was just rotten drunk, man. We went out. I went out for beers with the boys beforehand. Uh, out for like a four or something hour session with uh, 
my brother and another another lad, Johnny, that um, a builder that I did, did a lot of work for down in Perth. I uh, went out for a beer with them and another couple of chippies, um, at Hillary's beforehand at the Breakwater, and I was pretty rotten by the time I got to the the restaurant anyway. Uh, so I was well behaved and everything. I always am, but I just don't don't remember a lot of it. Don't remember the quality of the food or anything like that. So yeah, let myself down on that one, but. I had a really good feed at Oscars before before um, the the Queen movie. Anyway, uh, presents, mate. The kids got absolutely ridiculously spoiled with with presents. We still haven't even got through them all. A lot of them are still in tubs at home. We'll just pull them out bit by bit. Um, I myself got a, a cruising longboard skate skatey from from um, Ems, which is what I wanted. So I've been back on the skateboard for the first time in friggin' fifteen years or more, 17, 18 years maybe, something like that. Yeah, yeah, probably 17 years, something like that. Somewhere between 15 and 17 years. And yeah, it's not a it's not a traditional like street board, a double kick or anything like that. It's not for doing tricks and stuff. It's just for cruising, which is all I've been doing on it. Went for a cruise along the, the um the, the the beach or like the the road that goes along the ocean front um, between Hillary's and Scarborough. Cruised along there. Did the, did the Quins to Mindari beachfront cruise along there. Haven't got to use it back here in Headland yet, just been working, it's been hot as balls every day as well, like humid too, so I haven't had a chance to get out and use it here yet, but I'm looking forward to doing the Sutherland Street, man, the cruise from one end to the other on, on Sutherland Street and just cruise around carving on my board, really looking forward to that, eh? I'm sitting up here at the lookout right now looking at a little stretch of that pathway thinking, yeah, I'd look, I could, um, I could, that looks good, like a good spot to just cruise around, carve down that pathway there, man. So, and you know, there's not not a lot of traffic on this road either, like as in foot traffic or, or bicycles or anything like that. People walking their dogs, and you know, it's kind of few and far between, a lot of the time. So, you can get a pretty good run. So, I'm pretty keen to get that skateboard out, try it out, hopefully not fall off and break my arm. And what else? What else? Yeah, man. Uh, we bought the tinny back down from from um, Perth. So. I had a, me and Ems had a tinny up here last time we lived up here, the Fish Whisperer, and she, um, we wanted to sell her, you know, several years back, and my dad caught wind of it that I was selling it, and said, I want to buy it, and I was like, oh, I don't really want to sell it to my dad, I feel weird selling something to my dad, but at the time, you know, we needed some cash at the time, and I already made the decision to sell it, so he said, no, 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 I'll sell it whatever you're asking for. So I did cut a bit off the price I was going to sell it for, and, and then just sell it to him, you know, he chucked it on the truck and took it down to Perth and he was hoping that my brothers and, and brother-in-law would all use it and they'd have a little boat to, to sort of get out and about in down there in Perth. They bought a new trailer for it. There was a hairline fracture in the hull and one of the um, bars, like the grab bars around the front of the uh, of the hull was um, snapped off as well. So he had the, the aluminium all re-welded up on it, mate. She's just looking beautiful. She's got some life jackets in there now and e-perbs and flares all this shit never had when I, when I had it so it's had all these birthdays and just, and it's never been out on the water um, so they've been talking about this for ages this boat that sits there nobody takes it out and maybe Dave should take it back up to Headland and I was hesitant to take it because I, I don't want to buy a boat right now but I did felt weird taking the boat back after I'd sold it to dad but um yeah you know he twisted my arm told me it'll come out of my inheritance if it makes me feel better <laughs> which it does and, and um yeah, hooked her on it and, and dragged that back up to Headland with us. And the thing travelled absolutely beautiful for a start. This Prado, man, I was getting like, uh, must have been nearly 1,200 Ks out of a tank. And I was getting about 1,100 on the way down there. And then on the way back with the head with the wind behind us, I, I was getting better better um, mileage on the way back up. 
even with towing the, the boat and more, had more weight on board. So I was pretty happy about that. Thing just sat right behind me, nice and aerodynamic, and you didn't even know it was on there. I uh, drove through the night, yeah, didn't hit any kangaroos or anything. Just had the eyes peeled, and, and um, yeah, so got, got through that whole... Um, whole event unscathed without any any real major close calls or anything that was the, that was my one big concern driving down and driving back through the night just worrying about hitting a cow or some roos or something like that with with the kids on board especially man but um yeah it was event free which is how you want your drives to go the b- more boring the better really <laughs> um but yeah the reason we drove through the night is just because the kids have the kids in the in the car for 20 odd hours man is um a long time and if i can have them asleep for you know, ten of ten of those hours at least. Kind of that's that's the better the better way to do it in my opinion. I can drive through the night, get a little bit of peace and quiet. And I've got to tell you, I definitely didn't enjoy driving down and back as much with the the whole family in tow as I do doing it on, on my own or just with the dogs because um yeah I can just put my podcasts on, audio books, music, crank it all up. Just plenty of time for me to just sit and think like to myself which I enjoy doing and just got none of that done I didn't even get through one podcast on the way back up I think I maybe got through one podcast on the way down stopping it starting it stopping it I had to put music on to keep everybody else happy happy then I had my music on really low while they were all sleeping in the car and I didn't even bother trying to attempt an audio book I was like this is hard enough just to get through a bloody podcast so I missed the boat on that one, having the whole family in the car with me, and I reckon if I do the drive again uh, in the future, I might just stick them all on a bloody plane and I'll drive down with the dogs, man, and just be done with it and get left alone for a few hours. So, uh, But besides that, yeah, really, really good, man. We had a great time you know, on holidays. Like I said, Perth was a little hectic and overwhelming. We had that six days down south, which was nice and relaxed and calm. Um, the kids had an absolute ball, man. So, so good seeing them with their, with their cousins. Um, and seeing them, um, with their aunties and uncles and you know grandparents and all that kind of shit, so that was really cool, man, and and worth you know just the worth the trip just just for that really. So, um, the the tribute I was uh, so okay. The uh, the intro song was was called "Don't Call Me White" by by No Effects. And the reason I um, chose that song was as a bit of a, a, a tribute to um, my my friend that, that passed away. I, I feel a, a little weird saying names or, or whatever on this podcast. Anybody that knows me and knows the guy obviously knows what's happened, what's going on, and what I'm talking about. But I, I don't want to. Yeah, it's it's also I have to be mindful that it's other people's um, business as well. So you know, I'm not going to go airing everything out. Um, on this podcast so but yeah it was so obviously yeah, a friend passed away and it wasn't an expected death or anything like that so um, it was pretty been a pretty emotional time and, and especially for me um, as as he and I sort of became estranged about eight years ago um, we started hanging out we were sort of about 14 something like that 13, 14, um, and him, myself, and another mate of mine were, were just inseparable men for, for you know near on 10 years. Um, we just did everything together. We were at each other's house every single day after school, skating together, we were hanging out all weekend on the weekends. Um, people knew just us as us three, man, always together. You know, we did everything together for a very long time, and that's kind of a very important part of your life as well. Going through um, your late teenage years into early manhood, you know, and a lot of firsts through that time, a lot of like discovering who you are, 
Um, a lot of really, really good, carefree, happy memories, graduating from school and first jobs and, and um, you know, getting your car and your licence and driving around together, smoking bongs in each other's cars and pulling up down the beachfront and having compression sessions in the cars. And uh, I remember driving down the road, uh, whoever was driving would just drive and you'd hold the bong for them and rip the bong for them while they just stayed, you know, hands on the wheels, kind of stupid, crazy shit that kids do, all that kind of stuff, man. Um, we did a lot of that, all that stuff. Uh, together man real carefree years you know and the three of us were just inseparable man so although he and I um, our lives took um, a different path over this last decade I suppose um, you know I never wished anything but good things for him and his life man you know and um, I'm not going to say that I uh, you know if he was still alive that I would be calling him up tomorrow to, to patch that friendship up because that wasn't at the front of my mind I felt like you know he's made his decisions in life I've made my decisions in life and we've gone the way that we've gone um, I would have loved for him to call me up one day and with a real um, you know convincing reason for us to, to try it out again but I didn't see that happening at the, you know the way our lives were going so it's not that I feel like, man, I was just about to rekindle this friendship and, and, you know, and I've lost that opportunity. It, you know, I have to be honest with myself, I, I made the decision I made years ago for, the, for reasons that you know, um, were, were real, real reasons, you know. Um, but I do miss the guy's friendship and I do miss the good times, man, and I am just so, so sad. Uh, for him, for his family, for the loss that the world has made, like the opportunities... Um, his opportunities are, are finished now, you know, and and um, the the good times I had with him were like I was sort of just rushing over. Then really, some of the best times I've ever had. Um, having two guys like that in a crew, that was more than I. That was you know, we had a handful of really good mates, and they were real. All we were all really tight, but there was three of us who were just inseparable, man. Um, and someone would get a girlfriend and bounce out, you know, you wouldn't see him very much for a few months at a time or whatever, and the two of us would just hang out, and then, you know, that kind of rotated around those roles. Um, we'd be up all night together on weekends, smoking weed, playing video games, you know, we'd go out skating all day and shit like that, and maybe out to a party at night or whatever, we'd come home back to someone's house, smoke weed all night, stay up, play video games till 2 or 3 in the morning and shit, talking shit, just running amok, listening to music, punk music, man. And um, <clears throat> that was why I chose No Effects. Don't call me white. Um, I really like No Effects. Now, as a kid, they were never my favourite band. Um, I, we always we listened to a lot of punk growing up. Two of us did. One of us listened to um, gangster rap, but the two of us listened to punk um, flat out. Uh, the other guy did listen to to um, to. I mean, I'm not gonna say Daniel. Speak about Daniel. Daniel. Daniel did listen to punk as well, um, but he he he's. Um, he kind of went away into gangster rap as well, but me and, and the other, my other friend uh, who's passed away, he, we um, we were just really hard out into our punk rock, man, and um, he got me into so many bands. He just knew all the punk bands, knew where to find them, how he'd heard of them all, mate, all the underground bands, all the up-and-coming bands. He just knew all these all these fucking punk bands. And No Effects was always his favourite. I mean, he had a No Effects tattoo, tattoo on him that another friend of ours did with his home, you know, the tattoo gun that he has at home. Um... No effects was written over every skateboard, every you know file cover of his uh, shit on his bag for school, all that kind of stuff. We'd sit around just sketch and doodle all the time, which is why I thought the open like the the, the viewing 
of the closed casket with a, a casket you could sign a message on. I thought it was really cool because that's how that's what he would have loved, man. That's how he would have had it if he had a choice in the, the matter, you know, like. His house, when we were kids, his parents didn't paint the walls in his bedroom, and we just drew all over the wall, man, all over the plaster. Like, the whole room was just one big piece of artwork. Band names, actual pictures, murals, just slogans written on the walls and shit. Just the whole thing from floor to ceiling was just plastered with, with pictures, man. We'd sit in there and just, just draw pictures, talk and shit, listen to punk music, man. Um, or we'd sit around at another mate's house you know, in his bedroom doing the same, listening to music, just flicking through CDs, uh, you know, talking shit, um, just being menaces. I remember we, at Daniel's house we used to write our name with deodorant in the carpet and then light it up and shit like that. <laughs> just little pricks, man. Used to go around Daniel's house and get stoned and go into his cupboard, lock ourselves in his cupboard and eat all his friggin' food and his ice cream and the loaves of bread and everything, man. I, I swear his mum bought extra food for us mongrels when we were like 16, 17 because we'd hang around his house and eat all his friggin' food in the afternoons, man, you know. And um, we'd just sit in our rooms playing with our skateboards, changing trucks over, bearings over, drawing on each other's skaties, man. Like, he did my first set of dreadlocks, I did his first set of dreadlocks, I had one of my dreads had been, we cut it in half and, and sewed it into one of his dreads, cut one of his dreads off, sewed it into one of mine, sewed pillow into Daniel's dreads. Just to fuck with him, we did um, a few people's dreadlocks. We did, you know, Seth's dreadlocks. We did another guy, Nick White's dreadlocks. We did Jamie's dreadlocks. We did a bunch of people's dreads, man, together. We'd just sit there. We didn't really know what we were fucking doing. We used to rip the hair into a dread, but it worked. We did a bunch of really good sets of dreads, man. Um, you know, we learned how to skate together. He was always heaps better skater than I was, man. Uh, he just had the balls, you know, like he didn't care about fucking himself up and hurting himself. I was always more cautious, but we skated everywhere, man. Every weekend we'd be on a bus or train somewhere, going to a different school or going into the city or cruising around a closed shopping centre, just skating, grinding all the curbs and rails we could find. He was always really big on seeing how many stairs he could skate, like an ollie down, do fucking mad you know, kick flips and, and, and shove it and shit down staircases, man, you know, and, and um, yeah, like I said, he was my punk education growing up, man, he just knew all the all the bands, went to my first gig together with this dude, Friends Will Rom, you know, mate, our mate Tomos took us in, we were 15 years old, took us into Friends Will Rom behind the Capitol Bar, um, and um, yeah, it was my first live gig, man. Friends were on, which was absolutely fucking off the chain. I went to just countless other gigs together with him and, and other lads after that one, man. Um, yeah, that time of your life, you, you, you kind of um, really develop a, a, a sense of, of who you are. Um, my sense of who I am over the last 15 years has changed a lot. I'm a, I'm a completely different person, but my first real identity not just uh, another guy at school just trying to fit into a group or, or just trying to whatever, do whatever you have to do to get laid or, you know, whatever, man, like trying to be cool, trying to be hard, not that, not that. Your actual first sense of, of who you are as a person, man, like um, developed side by side with this with this kid and, you know, with this guy when we were kids and, and our other mate, man, with the three of us. And... Um, all the memories I have of those those years, man, are, are burnt into my, my brain and, and they're all good memories, man. I literally, up, up until we got into our early 20s and, you know, drugs and alcohol and, and, and you know, girls and and just, just, you know, life starts taking you in different paths. We never had, I never had any bad, bad memories, never of us bumping heads. Like, we'd argue flat out, non-stop, but never anything serious, man. It was always just all in good fun and, and um, 
they're just all good memories I've got burnt into my brain from those years, man. So that, that's what I really, really will miss. And to think that that person who shared all those memories with me just isn't here anymore, man. Is is still hasn't. It sinks in for a few minutes here and there, and then I, I can't quite get my head around it again. And, and um, you know, I just feel so so sad for for the guy, man. Um, I always wished he would do uh, well in life, whether it was going to be, you know, we share the, our lives or not. I just wanted him to do well, and um. <clears throat> You know that um that opportunity's gone now, man. So there's only thirty. There's only thirty-four, mate. But we're not old, you know. I feel for his family, and um, it's been a weird situation for me, being estranged from you know a lot of different people I grew up with, man. There's been a couple of friendships I've tried to rekindle lately. People who were just good people, man, but when I cleaned house. Back in the day, I did change my life and get away from a lot of um, the kind of people I was hanging with. Not this guy, I'm talking about just in general, larger groups of people who were doing shit that I didn't want to do anymore. I cleaned house and I was pretty ruthless when I, when I cleaned house, man. And, and I've been trying to rekindle some of those friendships lately of, of people who were good people that, that got left behind. Um, but um, I think about... Yeah, I think about a lot of those... Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. I think about a lot of those friendships, man, and, um... Yeah, I just... It's been a sad time. It, if that's what I was saying, sorry. I, I think about... Um, I, I haven't known what to do with these feelings, who to speak to about it, um, the, the people who all knew him best, and, I, I, like, you know, I haven't been around, I haven't been a part of those relationships for, for several years now, man, so it wasn't like I could just go kick down the door and come in, hey man, what's going on, you know, how's everyone doing, and, 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 and sharing all those feelings with everybody, I kind of felt it was the respectful thing to kind of keep to myself a little bit, while also, you know, letting them know that I give a, that I give a fuck, that I'm, that it's affected me as well, and that the guy really left a mark on, on my life, but without really being there to, 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 to interact with those other people, that's been a bit weird, man, um, so I guess I'll get to deal with a lot of that shit tomorrow at this, at this funeral. Um, I've got to go down and, yeah, face some things that have made me uncomfortable thinking about them in the, over the last couple of weeks and um, see some people I haven't seen for a while. And Yeah, it's gut check time tomorrow, man, so I'm really looking forward to the opportunity, honest, actually, to, to, to face this shit and I'm just really devastated about the... The circumstances and, and, the, and the whole the, the fact that this man's gone so yeah I don't want to go on about it too much man but I felt like um, I guess this has been the only place I've been able to um, verbalise a lot of these things sort of you know kind of I'm a bloke so when people speak to me about things like this face to face I tend to generally just go yeah yeah pretty sad man all good and, and move on from it you know that's what we do but sometimes you've got to talk, sometimes you've got to open your mind up, and I'd feel like I'm doing him a disservice if I don't have it put down somewhere, in some form, have it verbalised and known and spoken about that this man meant a lot to me, um, you know, at one point in time, and I just wanted him to have a good life, man, and, um, yeah. So, I guess I'll, I'll um, wrap it up on, on that note, man, but, 
no effects. Whenever I think, whatever I listen to them now, um, they make me they make me smile and they make me sad because it just I think of no effects. I think of I think of of, of, of my friend and um, yeah. So that's that's all I got for you guys. Um, yeah, I think the last thing I was going to say was that the the, the last time um, I, I saw. I saw him was or another friend of ours died about five years ago. Fell down a cliff at Karajini, and I, I, me and some other people who were living up here in the north drove down through the night to go to the. It wasn't a, a funeral, but a, a send off, like a wake. We went to, drove down for the wake, and I went and picked this my friend up because um, he had been really tight with this lad who just died. You know, he fell off the cliff. I picked him, Brooksy, his name was. Went and picked him up and spent you know basically the whole day with him. Drove around a few different places. We went to the wake together and hung out that weekend like nothing was wrong and like nothing has changed had changed because we had to be there for each other because we'd lost a mate you know so that that respect um, for for the relationship that we'd built <clears throat> was still there between both of us man and um, I just I hadn't thought about a lot of the good times over the last few years um, and. It wasn't until this happened, mate, which is such a shame that I um. It wasn't until this happened that I, I realised I still love I still love love them, you know. <clears throat> and if we weren't going to be hanging out anymore, I wish I at least had the opportunity to tell the guy that I that, that I um I loved him and I, and I wanted him to do well, you know. So I just hope he I hope he knew that. So anyway, that's um. Average Man Podcast, episode 24. Don't call me white. And, um, yeah, I'm going to sign off. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully I'm going to um, come back and revisit everything tomorrow afternoon. So, take it easy, guys and girls. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. And, um, yeah, Average Man Podcast, number 24. Over and out.